Hello and welcome to the Fit and Fab podcast with Kinga and Tyra. Yes, Kinga, how are you? Tired. Good, tired. <laughs> Someone's been partying it up, guys. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. The mess, I only drink twice a year. That was one of those two times a year. <laughs> I actually I like did. That. Yeah, I like that actually. I'm not a massive fan of drinking because as I've matured and gotten older you know I just the the feeling like I actually can't hack hangovers I never could but I especially can't do it not now at the ripe old age of 25. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much honestly it's too much it's too much yesterday I was in misery I was in misery so today is like a day two hangover so just feeling a little bit like what's going on but no headache not feeling nauseous or anything which is good (laughs) yeah because that is the worst bit is that just am I am I gonna vomit am I gonna I could throw up could I and you just like you can't do anything horrible yeah I literally I was gonna (laughs) basically I was gonna do like this really good spin class and then a yoga class (laughs) well that's optimistic (laughs) well I had to cancel because (laughs) I genuinely was too unwell. I could probably imagine doing yoga, but spin on a hangover. Ooh, I don't. I think it, I think a down dog would <laughs> induce something. A side effect I don't want it to induce. So. Oh no, that's yeah, fair play, fair play. <laughs> oh no, I've not I've not done yoga in ages, and it really struck me yesterday because I did like a. Not a, obviously not the splits because I can't do that. But you know, like I put my legs out to the side and I was like, oh, tight. <laughs> it's because I don't know. Have you watched on Netflix? Have you watched Cheer? No. Oh, oh my god! If you, any of you guys have watched it, slide into my DM so we can talk about it. But it's it's <laughs> like I don't know why because I've never been into cheerleading or anything. But it's like a docu series on Netflix about Ooh. this um like famous cheer like college and stuff and you just follow their like journey to um to Daytona which is like the biggest competition or whatever but it's so cool and I really really want to be a cheerleader but I have as much grace as a potato so I don't think it's in the cards for me but a girl can dream (laughs) to be fair I always said I wanted to learn how to do the splits I just just never do you know what it's one of those things that the why isn't strong enough because yeah. I just do it because it's it looks cool it looks, yeah exactly and that's just not, that, that's not a strong why <laughs> no it's not at all I actually got to the point a few years ago where I was maybe a few inches off the ground like in a front split it's mm. not a side and then like you say the why just wasn't strong enough and yeah I just can't do that now though because obviously with flexibility you've really got to be on it like every day haven't you and I was just like nah but I do feel I do feel like with flexible okay that's not science-based disclaimer uh, but I do feel like it lasts longer do you know what I mean so like when you get there it lasts it doesn't last forever but say you know when you're training I feel like you decondition a lot quicker mm, like, yeah. like muscle size muscle strength compared to flexibility because I had a few weeks or months I don't even, I don't even know um without doing too much of that 
And yeah, I wasn't quite as flexible, but I really didn't lose that much. You know, I didn't go back to square one. Whereas when I had this much break from training, I probably would have been a lot more deconditioned. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? I do find though, it takes so long to build it up and then you do lose it a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, look at that. We've already digressed and we've not even started the podcast yet. It's fine. It's fine. Just here for the chat. But our topic today, this is something I think universally personal trainers get or talk about so, 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 so much. And that is scale weight. And it's something that I think we can both relate to as well. We've both had sort of, well, definitely speaking uh, for myself here, but like a very troubled relationship with the scale in the past. And sort of letting that number really dictate my worth, my happiness, how much food I ate. Um, And it's definitely something that I see um, with like newer clients as well. Um, And then just on Instagram as well, the people who I chat to in the DMs, um, it almost like nine times out of 10 comes back to scale weight. Definitely, definitely. And (laughs) the funniest thing is I remember having such a horrible relationship with scales I had to switch the units to the ones I don't understand Mm. (laughs) yeah and that's still something I I still do that with some clients who sort of really want to monitor their weight but they've got such an emotional attachment to the scale like that's a really good tip to anyone it's um, the reason I'm laughing is just because it is a really good tip. I 100% agree with that. I'm just laughing at that because, you know, when you've come so far and you think, why was I so silly? Why was I a silly yeah. bit? Hindsight, <laughs> innit? Like, hindsight's a wonderful thing. To it is. With, though, I want to hear sort of like your, um, like opinions or whatever on having a goal weight. So this is something, I think people, when they get into fitness or their weight loss journey or hire a personal trainer or a coach there's I feel like a lot of emphasis on like this is my goal weight and we almost like have those like headlights on forgetting that there's so much more to measure and like other ways to measure your progress but what are your thoughts on having a goal weight do you know what I feel like it might be a bit controversial I feel like I'm half and half there so let's say if someone came to me with a goal weight and then wanted to do personal training sessions, wanted to weight train, resistance train, I'd say, well, you don't, you don't know how your body will look like once you put on muscle. So you can't, you, you can't have a goal weight. However, I'm thinking, you know, with people say, with really maybe people in larger, larger bodies who are not resistance training, who maybe just are doing a little bit of dieting, but maybe just general exercise, not exercise activity like walking or swimming or something like that. Someone who wouldn't necessarily put on muscle and then they're in a larger, larger body. I think that could be helpful in some instances, potentially, but definitely not with people who want to do weight training 
Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And obviously, like everyone's an individual, but and, and I'm I'm quite similar. As in, if someone wants to start coaching or training with me or whatever, and they've got a goal weight, obviously, I'm not going to be like, no, because <laughs> that's a valid, like, it's a valid. You don't. Your feelings are valid. <laughs> not. But so, so they, if they come to me and they've got that goal, absolutely fine. But then within the time of working together, there will be a lot of work on just questioning this relationship because I don't like it's not inherently good and it's not inherently bad, is it? But it's just kind of digging into your goal weight. Why is that specific number, that specific number on the scale, why is that relevant? Because I don't know about you, but sometimes you'll have a client come to you and they're kind of like, oh, I weighed this on, um, I don't know, I weighed this number on my wedding day and I was really happy. And it's like, were you happy because you weighed exactly 60 kilograms on the scale or were you happy because that's literally the best day of your life and and you were in a pretty dress and it was really really lovely like is it the number like what exactly is it about that specific number um because yeah I think a lot of the time people associate their weight with a happy time in their life and it's like if you actually look what was happening during that time in your life it's very unlikely that you were happy because of the number on the scale it's probably all the relationships that you were having um as in like social like not I mean everyone each to their own you know <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like stuff that was going on in, in your life it's likely that that was making you happy and not that specific number on the scale yeah definitely and I think I think the reason why people have that scale weight is probably they have a picture of their body as well, how they want their body to look like, whether it's because they've looked like that before, whether it's because they think if they're nine stone, they're going to look like that Instagram model because she weighs nine stone as well, even though she is five inches shorter. But (laughs) let's, (laughs) let's not talk about that. But yeah, I feel like a lot of the time it's literally that idea you have in your head. And it's very similar when you ask people kind of why do you want to lose weight? Is Mm. it actually fat loss that you're pursuing or is it something else? I feel like that's a very similar situation here. What? Why nine stone? Why 10 stone? Why? What's so special about that number? What, what, What if you, what if I told you you can achieve your quote-unquote dream body but weigh 12 stone would you not take it then yeah yeah I totally agree and on that note as well something that I find interesting is say that you've lost a significant amount of weight and then you hear it all the time it's like oh I've just got I've just got two pounds to lose I've just got five pounds to lose and then I'll be happy and like being totally realistic here two pounds five pounds whatever in terms of how your body looks your body composition you're not going to notice that five pounds you could gain that around your cycle and realistically like okay maybe you'll have a bit of bloat but in terms of your body composition two pounds five pounds you're not going to see a difference so why is that number pulling you so strongly in that direction because 
and the elephant in the room, I guess, once you hit that goal weight, you are not going to stay there. Because your weight fluctuates, which we'll come on to as well, but your weight fluctuates daily. So the idea of a goal weight, getting to that weight, what, what happens after that though? What happens once you've hit there? Because if you are then trying to stay that exact same weight, your happiness is going to go up and down, up and down because your weight will never stay there. It's a range, like maintenance is a range. And especially say you've like dieted down to that point and then you decide maybe you want to focus on your physique. So you like, say you want to build a bit more muscle, you're going to potentially eat at maintenance or even maybe a surplus and then your resistance training. So that weight you're going to see the scale weight go up again so that's a lot of the time when I see oh, I'll be happy when I reach or why is this last five pounds I've just got to lose the last five pounds really digging into that why is that so important to you I think that's another topic in itself I'm mm. going to be happy when mm. it's a very slippery slope isn't it mm-hmm Yeah. And I just think something that we forget about as well. So we've chatted about our why or I'll be happy when, but it's, it's, we mustn't forget that at the end of the day, health is the underpinning thing here. And a lot of the time, or hopefully most of the time, the reason for you dieting or wanting to get in shape or, you know, for taking on these healthful behaviors is to like improve your fitness and improve your quality of life. And that certain number on the scale, you know, it, it doesn't really correlate because you don't have to be exactly 60 kg to achieve those fitness goals and being healthy and being able to run after your kids. And the, the, the scale weight doesn't determine that. So if your goal, if your why, was to improve your health and fitness so you could enjoy family time with the kids and run after them without feeling tired or out of breath or walking up the stairs or carrying your own suitcase whatever why is that number still determining the outcome because it literally has like there's no correlation there now and I remember (laughs) when I was like young young someone somewhere told me probably like Vogue or some other (laughs) lovely lovely paper Uh, I read somewhere that if you want to establish your ideal weight you have to have your height in centimeters and then subtract 110 from it so say I'm 175 centimeters 176 something like that mm -hmm. 5.9 so like 65 to 66 kilos, that's like my ideal weight or whatever. But when I was doing my photo shoots, I was 78 kilos. This yeah. is when I was doing my fitness shoots. Is that like a crude way of figure out, figuring out like a BMI or something? Like what? No, no, no. That's just like, I think, you know, just skinny culture, diet culture kind of thing. Oh, so basically... Yeah, just the last two digits kind of of the of your height. And then yeah, that's your so say if you, so when you're like 150, that's 40 kilos. Like, that's nothing. Like that's me, very light. Like, yeah. like five foot nine. If I was in like 
if I weigh like 60 kilos, I'd be skin and bones. Mm. I'd literally be purely skin and bones. Yeah, yeah, just stuff like that. It is when you're younger, you do just absorb it, don't you? And you take but then it carries it's there. That that's what's annoying. It 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 takes a lot of work to get it out of your head. Yeah, it it takes a lot of unlearning all these rules and things that we've been told, doesn't it? I find like I don't know about you, but especially if I take on a client, a lot of like a lot of the stuff is obviously learning the truth and learning the fundamentals and learning the science but a hell of a lot of it is unlearning all the bullshit that they've spent the last I don't know like 30 years learning or whatever I a think that's, that's, that unlearning. takes more work than that because when imagine you come to a personal trainer so like automatically you'll have a certain amount of trust in them yeah mm. otherwise you wouldn't have chosen them as your coach mm. so if they try to teach you something I think that's fairly easy because you're like oh yeah they know but then when they're trying to unteach you, it doesn't quite work like that because that's a belief you've you've held for years. And it's like, even though you know, like even now, I know that I should not be weighing like 60 kilos. But when I have a really bad body image day, when I, I don't know, when my head goes places it shouldn't, this is, it's still there. Even though I know it makes absolutely zero sense. It's still there at the back of my mind. And this is the thing, right? I think it's, you're likely along your fitness journey or your weight loss journey, you're going to have these thoughts pop up, but it's really holding yourself accountable and actually becoming self-aware because like you've just said, I can relate. I also have very similar thoughts pop up, especially with my, HA journey and having to gain a fair amount of weight like I'll put jeans on and I can't zip them up and I'll I'll automatically my thoughts will snowball but it's it's one thing that happening but as soon as you start becoming self-aware and you go right okay is this actually helpful because I know that for me gaining weight was essential for my health if I didn't do that it would actually be detrimental down the line um and then you can kind of go okay okay and this it's the same when you see when you step on the scale and say you see a three pound gain instead of just taking that as oh well I'm just not going to eat today or the other way around of oh well I may as well throw the towel in it's going stepping back and going okay so I've gained three pounds. Does that mean I am less of a human? Does that mean this totally isn't working? Does this mean that I'm unworthy? Just becoming aware of those thoughts and questioning them as they pop up. Because we can't, a lot of the time, we can't help when these thoughts do come up. But it's just having that awareness and being able to question them when they do, I think is so, so helpful. Exactly. And that kind of ties in perfect with scale fluctuations to what mm. we talk about so yeah. say I stepped on a scale this weekend after this weekend <laughs> when I've been literally my in my bloodstream there's probably no blood it was just <laughs> monster martinis gin <laughs> and other <laughs> lovely love and Thai food because the, the theme of the weekend was Thai love so that. obviously obviously my weight's gonna go up a little bit because I've been eating out I've not been I've not been 
kind of my usual routine even even you know one little meal out if 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 say if it's something that you usually don't have or even like the amount of sodium the amount of carbs anything would differ in that meal you're just going to store a bit more water Mm. so that two five pounds however much increase you see the next day it's literally just a little bit of glycogen that you're storing a little bit well not glycogen water that you store yeah and I think it's really important to remember like the quicker you gain that weight or the more drastic the weight the more unlikely it is that that's fat because we know fat loss and fat gain they don't happen overnight neither one happens overnight it happens over a period of time and you have to so to gain fat you have to be consistently eating more energy than you expend so you've got to consistently be eating in that surplus and doing that over a period of time and same with fat loss to to lose fat you've got to be consistently eating in a deficit consistently be eating less energy and so when you do see that like five pound gain, I think an important thing here to remember is well, like, we don't need to know the exact reason. You don't have to justify it because that is a battle you're never going to win. How the hell are you going to find out whether you've gained five pounds? Because it could be so many things. It could be your menstrual cycle. It could be whether or not you've done a heavy resistance training session. It can be your digestion. It can be, like you said, carb or salt intake, your hydration status. Like sometimes medication can adjust your weight. Like the time of day. You need a toilet as well. (laughs) Exactly. Like there, there are so many factors you're never, I mean, obviously, if you're on your period, you can probably have a educated guess, like, okay, I'm on my period. <laughs> like, but but do you know what I mean? Like all the other things, it, it's unclear. You're never going to be able to absolutely pinpoint. So stressing about why it's gone up, it's not going to change the fact that it's gone up. It doesn't really matter. Like, I think the issue here is, is that we don't have perspective and we are so zoomed in and we are looking at either the daily or weekly weigh-ins and we create a huge thing out of them as well it's like it's weigh day and there is so much emphasis on the weight on that one day that we forget to actually zoom out because if you look from start to finish like all we're trying to do is collect data to see general trends over the course of a few months So say you started in January and then you've gone, you've dieted like the E, say December. So over like 12 months, you want to see like, if you really, really zoom out, you will see maybe a general sort of steady downward trend. But if you zoom in to like weeks, days, months sort of thing, you're going to see huge fluctuations and you will see drastic um increases then you might see quite dramatic decreases and between all that you're going to see all those fluctuations so I think a lot of the time we are way too zoomed in and looking at day to day and we're like I've only lost one pound since last week and we beat ourselves up about it but we forget that over the course of like 12 months that you know it all adds up so we need to stop zooming in so much and beating ourselves up for the increase and then massively massively celebrating the decreases or just I feel like we need to take such like the huge emphasis away from it like 
I don't know, having a way day. And you, I don't know, something I see all the time as well on Instagram is, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but I see it quite a lot, is people congrats. So they'll like put their scale weight on, on like just yeah. updating their um, their progress. But then if it's a maintain or if it's a loss, no, sorry, if it's a maintain rather than a loss, it's kind of like, oh, it's better than a gain though. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that like I, no. it's definitely a um I think in the different like slimming communities I, I like I think because there's a lot of emphasis on scale weight in the slimming communities but you see these comments like oh don't worry it's it's better than a gain and it's like but then what happens when you do gain because it, it, it's inevitable you yeah. 100% will gain at some point in your journey but that's not to say it's fat it's not like I don't know I just find that quite problematic yeah, definitely. And just in general, I think look at the picture, look at the bigger picture, look at the last maybe four to eight weeks, four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. What's the trend? Mm-hmm. Because if the trend was down and then that one little weigh-in went up, what do you think is happening? <laughs> yeah. Did you just reverse eight weeks of dieting? overnight I don't think so exactly and you see people getting really disheartened like I've been 100% on plan I've done everything right and I've still gained and it's like yeah (laughs) you're a human that's that's 100% expected it's going to happen like look at and this is why as well it's like what other progress markers are you taking because if you are zooming in on the scale and you're not looking at anything else it's going to be so hard to stay on track and keep going because it's going to fluctuate every day. So you need to be like taking tape measure measurements because a lot of the time we see as well, especially if you are resistance training, especially if you're exercising, your body composition can totally change. And that's as if like, as in the way your body looks can totally change totally change but your scale weight can stay the exact same yeah definitely and I would say that probably probably will be more of a case for people in not necessarily in like larger bodies because I've not really seen that to be fair someone who in a larger body would probably see a little bit of a drop but maybe not as much as they expect but people in slightly smaller bodies, they definitely can stay the same weight. Yeah, and that's just because they don't have as much fat to lose, right? Like there's not as much there to lose. Um, So it's just so important to be objective and like take photos, take your tape measure measurements and monitor things as well. Coming back to the whole health side of things, monitor, are you just feeling is your mood feeling better do you feel stronger when you go to the gym are you feeling fitter are you just feeling more happy are you sleeping better are you recovering better like know all of these things as well because I don't know if you've ever um had a client check and come in and it's kind of like oh I'm sleeping so much better I feel so much stronger I've got so much energy my clothes are fitting better 
I feel so, so good, except the scale's not changed. What am I doing wrong? And it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's the dream, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It really, really doesn't matter. It's, but it's, it's human nature, isn't it? We tend mm-hmm. to fixate on that one thing that didn't go as we wanted it to go. So I'm just gonna throw away all my other wins because that scale weight is like two pounds more than I expected. Really? Yeah. But to be fair, to be fair, we're laughing and joking, but it's normal. It's completely normal. And that's one of the main reasons why you, why you, when you want a coach, why people want to have a coach. Yeah. Because a lot of the time you start doubting yourself. So that's, I like I can empathize so much with that especially like you've been working so hard maybe you're doing this on your own you don't really know whether what you're doing is right because you're not a health professional but you've read a little bit here and there so you know how to apply a calorie deficit but then you keep doubting yourself when you see that scale go up oh am I doing it wrong maybe I am doing it wrong so I think that's that's absolutely completely normal. And that's why you need that reassurance as well from someone sometimes when you're on this journey, because it's hard work. It is hard work. And it's so easy to doubt yourself. So, so easy. I think having a coach, it's so beneficial to have that reassurance, but also the accountability. So is in like... Because I've I've personally been in the position and I've also taken on clients that have before, like they, they've tried to do it themselves and are maybe like dropping their calories every single week based on what the scale is saying. And again, like we said at the beginning of this podcast, fat loss takes time. So you need to stick and be consistent as hell um, with what you're doing for at least two weeks, two to four weeks and see the general trend trends. Like I think so often people are wanting that quick fix and they want quick fat loss. And you can, you like, you can give someone that you literally just get them to do like a meal replacement diet or, um, you know, eat literally like 800 calories a day. And you're going to see huge 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 decreases on that scale that's not all going to be fat most of it's going to be water or even don't eat carbs for one day and you're going to see the scales drop exactly exactly i think i think this is the thing as well like we need to remember that fat loss and weight loss aren't the same i know sometimes and i do this as well but like use them interchangeably because i guess when you say weight loss people generally like they get it right, they understand. But the two are not the same. You can lose weight, you can go into a hot yoga session. And so this is something that I've seen as well. It's like going into a hot yoga class or going into like a real, like a spin class where you sweat a lot and then you come out and you weigh yourself and people celebrating like, oh my God, well, it's like two pounds, it's amazing. And it's like- During one spin class. Huh? Yeah, I lost two pounds during one spin class. Oh yeah. So effective. Yeah, and it's it's like, but, but that was water. As soon as you rehydrate, you're gonna you're gonna gain that water back, and that's weight loss, right? Like you can go to the toilet, and you've lost weight. You can yeah go for a run, get super sweaty, you've lost weight, and that happens really really quickly. But you're gonna gain it back as soon as you drink something, as soon as you eat something. Whereas fat loss, 
takes a lot more time. This is why seeing that like steady sort of when you zoom out and you see that steady decrease, that that is a very, very good indicator that you're losing fat. Yeah, exactly. And that one little incident when the scale went up, it doesn't make any difference. Like if if you if you think about it, like any data collection is like that, you always have like a trend and then you have like some random, random data kind of thing. And you're like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't yeah. matter because you clearly see most of your results are within the trend. So that's what matters. That one little weird, unexplainable thing. It, it shouldn't even, you know, shouldn't even it shouldn't even worry you whatsoever. I think a good approach to this is like say it goes up, just ask yourself, now what? Or so, so what? Like what are you gonna totally throw the towel in? Are you gonna change course? Are you just because of that one number? Like what can you it, it's gone up. It, it truly, truly doesn't matter. And I think it's different. Like say that you have monitored your weight for say six weeks and you've either stayed the same um, and then like you've looked at your progress photos, you've looked at your um, tape measurements and nothing has changed. This doesn't mean that it's all been for nothing and it's been a disaster and you throw the towel in. You just know, okay, so I can either, couple of options here, I either need to like decrease what I'm eating and increase what I'm, like the amount of moving, like the reason that you're taking this data is that you can work from it, right? So you've collected this data saying nothing has changed. That's cool. You don't need to go and change everything up. It's like, okay, maybe I just need to slightly decrease my portion sizes and add an extra 20 minute walk at the end of the day do that for the next four weeks, see how it's going. Oh, cool. Okay. Now I see I'm steadily, like it's nice and steady. Like, I think we need to stop trying to rush the process and just actually enjoy it or at least not hate the process. So when would you start implementing changes? Let's say if you, because it is possible that you are gaining weight because you're not in a deficit it is possible. So, so how would you know that? When would you say, okay, this is the right time to maybe decrease those portion sizes or maybe add a little bit of um, cardio in or whatever? I would first and foremost, make sure that you are being, and be so truthful here with yourself, like be totally honest. Are you 100%? Like, are you reaching your step target? Are you truly like getting your say three workouts in a week? Are you truly monitoring your portion sizes, eating mindfully or tracking calories, whatever protocol you're using? Like first and foremost, are you being as accurate as possible in what you're doing? Because the thing is, say you're being really good during the week, but then during the weekend, every weekend you go out and you're totally overdoing it. Like that can negate the deficit throughout the week. So in that case, it's not a thing of, oh, we need to change your calorie target. It's more of, we actually need to try find a way to stick to that deficit. Um, so first and foremost, before making any changes, it's being super honest with yourself and making sure that you are doing all of those things and that you are being as 
as like consistent as possible but say that is the case and you're 100 percent, or you know you're you're you are doing all these things to the best of your ability i would keep monitoring between like two to four weeks i don't think i'd make many changes at two weeks because that's just no amount of time that's a drop in the ocean in the grand scheme of things but say it's been four weeks and there is no change in scale weight, no change in tape measurements, zero change in um, like photos and stuff, then it would be, okay, let's see what we can do here. Let's maybe drop by one to 200 calories and maybe add in an extra walk or whatever. But again, it's not changing things up massively. It's looking at what you're already doing and then just working with that. So I think a lot of people think, oh, it's time for a new diet, but you can look at exactly what you're eating and then go, do you know what? I normally have like two jacket potatoes at lunch. Maybe I'll just have the one and add some extra salad or at dinner. And, you know, I normally have like a packet of um, that microwave rice or whatever. I think I'm going to have half and again, add a bit of salad. It's kind of doing swaps like that again. So it doesn't seem like it's this huge, like you've, you've got to make these huge changes. It's working with what you're doing already, but just yeah. working with that. With anything in life, really, like, you know, what? let's say um, you go to the doctors because you suspect you've got like an intolerance or something. They're literally going to tell you to change one thing. Because if yeah. you change too many variables, you don't actually know what's worked. Yeah, 100%. It has to be only a small, one small change to actually assess whether this is working or it's not working. Because if you start changing 10 million things, you have no idea why the change has happened, if it's happened. Yeah, 100%. And... Yeah, this is where patience comes in, doesn't it? Because I think it's really important to realize, say you've been consistently gaining weight for, I don't know, five, 10 years, you're, you're simply not gonna lose all of that weight in a matter of weeks. No. Months, like this is gonna be like, probably a long-term thing but the beauty of that is that all of the habits and behaviors you're implementing once you hit that goal weight or that you, you like you know what I mean um like once you hit that range shall we say where you're comfortable you're actually going to know how to stay there because everything that you've done all of the habits and behaviors that you've learned like that 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 is how you stay within that range whereas if you decide to do a quick fix or yo-yo diet and hot from diets diet you're not learning any of these things you're not learning any of the stuff that you need to actually maintain that weight which is why so often people have to jump from diet to diet or restart the same diet a million times because they've not really learned how to live their life alongside doing like working that their, their goals what am I trying to say okay a lot of the time we put like our health and fitness goals are like the diet becomes the forefront of our lives and it takes all of our willpower and decision making and everything our whole life revolves around being on this diet 
Whereas I think it's much more important to take an approach that this all just happens in the background. So you can still live your life. You can still do the things you love. You can still show up for yourself, but that's all happening in the background. And I think that makes it so much easier as well because you're not so focused on it. Like you'll see that little blip in the scale and be like, all right, interesting. Okay, moving on anyways. Whereas if that's the only thing you're focusing on, you're like going to feel stuck and you're going to be so focused on it. And it's literally just going to suck all of the happiness out of your soul. Speaking from experience here. This is it. And I think, I think we should actually do a separate episode on that, on that. I'm going to be happy when, Mm. and, 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 and kind of your goals consuming every single bit of your life, of your energy, of your mental space, because that's not health. This is not health. No, it's not. And I think something that I do with clients is say you are maybe struggling a bit with like body image or that number on the scale. And I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'll mention it again. It's like, say you wake up in the morning and you're like, do you know what? I feel, I pretty feel pretty good about myself. I want you to rate yourself like out of 10, as in how you're feeling in your body, just general mood, at like 10 being, yeah, feeling good, feeling myself, mood is good, energy is good. Step on the scale. And if you step off and that number has gone down or actually it's gone up, question that. Because what has actually changed from that moment before, like it's been 30 seconds. If your mood has dropped, if it's gone down, your body has not changed within that 30 seconds. It's just not. And same if it's like, gone up and sudden like say you were an eight but now you're a 10 that's a good sign I think that you're that that number is really validating you and I think that's quite a scary thought because like we've said the scale weight really doesn't it fluctuates so so much and it it doesn't reflect all of your efforts all the time so it's just something to be aware of I think yeah definitely definitely so to sum up, don't worry about it. <laughs> I know that's not very helpful. Well, like nearly an hour to get to that. Yes, yeah, all right. <laughs> no, that's not very helpful. But that's literally the kind of what we are trying to say is one, an overnight fluctuation means absolutely nothing. Look at the bigger picture, look at the last maybe four to six weeks and see what's the trend if the trend is going down then you're fine you're fine however if from that moment that you saw that fluctuation the next four weeks the weight is going up or not changing at all okay and your photos and your measurements nothing is changing maybe then it's time to take action but definitely we're not taking action on one little way in that means absolutely nothing yeah 100 percent. i think just remember like it's just not that serious like it's okay it's deep. It's a number yeah it's not that deep and like kinga said right at the start if this is some if you really are hellbent or you really want that data you really want to keep um monitoring your scale weight but you do have this problematic relationship with the scale change the units and don't convert it after you've weighed yourself change the units say you normally weigh in in pounds weigh in in kilograms and don't convert it because then 
you can still track, but you don't have that emotional attachment to that number. Exactly. Exactly. Perfecto. Well, if you guys do have any questions or you want to chat further, please slide into our DMs. We are honestly more than happy to chat with you guys. Kinga, where can people find your um, ideally on Instagram at Kinga underscore Fulminate Fitness. Come say hi. Perfect. And what I'm about just, you? I'm just Tyra Greenwood underscore PT. I'm just Tyra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a little Tyra. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Tyra. I'm just me. Yeah, I'm just Tyra. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.